BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. This is the best weekend talk show in America. I'm strong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You have stumbled upon the best weekend talk show in America with Armstrong and Getty. The big stories, the issues, the controversies from the week looked at afresh without mainstream media spin. If you like what you hear, please do check out the podcast of our daily radio show that's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand and is available wherever podcasts are found. If you don't like it, mind your own business. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. So now enjoy the best weekend talk show in America. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, uh, I've heard that 15 times today and it still makes me laugh because I've done that so many times. I don't know this person's. I'm not sure of the name. I better not bellow it out loud. Yeah, but Madison, if I'm at a mic, I don't want to say that. If it, no, and it's Marion. But that. if you've got the mic, unless you're a senile old man, you're going to realize, man, I don't know the name. I, I'll step away from the mic and like pretend to conduct. That's there's a dozen ways to cover it. <laughs> Happy Into the mic is not one of them. <laughs> I wow. don't know. I find that to be 
the funniest but least egregious old man moment that he's had. I mean, he's had some really consequential old man moments. You know, yeah. changing policy and that sort of thing. That That's a big deal. Forgetting somebody's name for the happy birthday. Wow, hilarious. Wow, and yeah, well, you, okay, you sound like a liberal to me. <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, that was I was kidding to introduce the word liberal, which I will now echo. Uh, Matt Taibbi is unquestionably a liberal. He is a man of the left. He is a Hillary supporter. He wanted John Kerry, not George W. Bush. He is a big Barack Obama fan, etc. He's a Bernie guy. That, Matt Taibbi is a liberal. That's right. And he's a very smart guy, too. And a guy of uh, of clear conscience. The whole Twitter files thing, you maybe have heard about. Some people have dug into it with more enthusiasm than others. But I think the great mistake that's being made by a lot of people is thinking this story is about Twitter. It's not. And the left is ignoring this story because as an organ of left politics, mostly, Twitter, in disgorging its documents, is showing a lot of us what has been happening for the last several years in terms of social media, media in general, and politics. And I'll explain what the hell I'm rambling about. Matt Taibbi's latest piece blew me away. Our topic here being how incredibly dishonest so many people are willing to be for political reasons. And he's talking about the Russiagate lies, as he calls them. And uh, part one, the fake tale of Russian bots and the hashtag release the memo hashtag. Mm. Don't know if you remember that. Remember this when he writes, Russian bots and trolls were blamed for virtually every major news organization, by virtually every news organization in the country, for amplifying the hashtag, release the memo. The files contain a mass of emails from executives blowing up this ridiculous story once and for all. The hashtag, release the memo scandal, was one of the more shameful episodes in the recent history of our media, but taken seriously by all but one or two mainstream editors at the 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 time his point in the title of this article by the way is america needs truth and reconciliation on russia gate that the media will never heal unless they're honest about this stuff mm, boy so that in ain't case gonna you don't happen rem- by the way yeah you're right uh so the release the hashtag release the memo scandal one of the most shameful episodes etc all citing the same dubious source the hamilton 68 dashboard which was trumpeted by former FBI counterintelligence officials and current MSNBC contributor Clint Watts. All of these publications insisted Russians deployed Twitter bot armies to whip up cyber support for Republican Congressman Devin Nunez. Nunez had just released a classified memo alleging Democrats and the FBI used the infamous paid oppositional research dossier of ex-spy Christopher Steele to obtain secret FISA surveillance authority on Trump-connected figures like Carter Page, among other improprieties. A slightly less uh, convoluted sentence. Devin Nunez was saying the only reason the FISA court gave these warrants was because they trumped up the Steele dossier. And he released a memo saying this was outrageous. 
We now know, writes Taibbi, that Twitter internally found no evidence, as in zero, that Russians were anywhere near this story. There were no Russian bots promoting this. Now, let's do a little review of what was claimed. Uh, Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth said, I just reviewed the accounts that posted the first 50 tweets with hashtag release the memo. None of them showed any signs of affiliation to Russia. These hashtags are organic, said a second uh, or, uh, executive. A third said, I'm not seeing any relationship. This is a constant theme in the files. In addition to revelations about FBI censorship, shadow banning, Pentagon use of fake accounts, which is a thing, and suppression of true information about issues like COVID-19, the Twitter emails regularly expose the wide delta between what we were told about foreign threats and what a major platform seeing the raw data knew. Uh, Even within the heavily partisan culture at Twitter, the regular Russia, Russia, Russia claims by politicians and media in self-serving pursuit of headlines caused eyes to roll. Members, said one Twitter executive, look foolish if they cry Russia every time something happens on social media. Now, Taibbi goes into details on how if you on the left are saying are tempted to shout, but Trump, stop the steal. QAnon, derp, don't do it. Don't be the Japanese soldier still clutching a bayonet to defend the forgotten atoll in 1960. Forget Trump. You need to clean your house first. And and that stuff is persuasive, but it's a little longish, and I want to get to the review of everything we heard based on this hashtag, release the memo. In the case of both hashtag Schumer shutdown and hash and especially hashtag release the memo, it's undeniable, thanks to the Twitter files emails, that Twitter's executives were aghast at the Russian bot story and struggled to convince both media and members of Congress not to repeat assertions of Russian influence in public. Russia! Yet three influential Democrats, Senators Dianne Feinstein and Richard Blumenthal, and the House's tireless, still-yapping Russiagate mascot Adam Schiff, were determined to go there. Twitter execs scrambled anyway to try to stop each. After a lot of pleading, one staffer for DiFi finally agreed it would be helpful to know how their main source, Hamilton86, uh, which was, etc., came to decide an account as a Russian influencer. It apparently didn't occur to the DiFi staffer, or Diane Feinstein herself, to ask this critical question of how is this web pers- this website identifying Russians before the senator published an open letter with Schiff citing it as proof of Russian dishonesty. Absolutely blind, in other words, they declared hashtag release the memo to be Russian propaganda, saying it benefited from the, quote, assistance of social media accounts linked to Russian influence operations. And he goes into great detail and cites several more people and dozens of articles. MSNBC, NBC, ABC, Associated Press, PBS, Washington Post, New York Times, Slate, Voice of America, CBC, Salon, uh, Bloomberg, Rolling Stone, and countless others citing this one website suggesting that the hashtag release the memo and the Schumer shutdown stuff were Russian bots. At Twitter, they were saying internally and telling these people there's no evidence of that. None. The included pieces were Nunes memo is slide toward abuse of power. Every word of the Nunes memo was true. Highly debated Nunes memo on alleged FISA abuses furthers conspiracy theories. 
Every word of it was true. The Nunes memo proves one thing, and it's the opposite of what it wants to prove. It proved exactly what it wanted to prove. Yeah, I remember when this story was big, and I was watching MSNBC about it. Nunes memo reveals congressman's penchant for conspiracy theories. Nail in the coffin for the Nunes memo, etc., etc., etc. A typical editorial take on the Nunes memo back then sounded like Eugene Robinson's at the Washington Post. Quote, it's simply not possible on any level to take seriously the histrionics from Trump and his true believer allies over the Nunes memo, except as evidence of how far the GOP has plunged into cynicism and madness. Again, the madness of the Nunes memo was verified as true just under two years later with the release of the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report. Yeah, I, I, geez, I'm surprised there aren't more uh, serious journalists who are willing to say, yeah, we were wrong about that. And this is important because someday it's going to come back on our side, you know, this sort of thing. We need to make sure we don't make these mistakes in the future. But that's, I wonder that's if not they what's just, happening. I wonder if they just think their sins were so terrible, they're better off sweeping them under the rug. There's just too much to reckon with. It's too. I mean, it shows how completely riddled with dishonesty they are. And the fact that Matt Taibbi, who had pretty good, um, has pretty good credentials and had pretty good credentials with the left up until now, is not making a dent. I mean, nobody's, nobody's, in New York Times, I mean, no, nobody's having him on talk about this sort of stuff. No shows right. are having right. him on to talk about this other than Tucker um, on Fox. You know, if, if, if Fox was breaking this story, okay, I'm not surprised they're ignoring it. They shouldn't, but they are. But the fact that one of your leading liberal voices is saying, hey, we need to recognize this is, this was all crap. Twitter knew it was crap. Schiff should have known it was crap if he didn't. Um, and he probably did. Uh, it's it's troubling, man. It is really troubling. Well, and Matt Taibbi is dryly hilarious when he's talking about how, uh, as of whenever he started writing about this sort of thing, like in 2019, all of a sudden he was a right-wing journalist yeah. and how hilarious that he is. He hates Trump. I mean, you can't hardly find anybody who hates Trump as much Matt Taibbi does. Yeah. He's not yeah. trying to booster Trump. But he's honest. You know, back to the whole, uh, what he's saying, that we really need a truth and reconciliation, uh, you know, movement to get beyond this incredible, you know, period of our nation's so-called legacy media. I just, getting back to my previous thought, I just, if you, I'm picturing, you know, some sort of, you know, prison counseling meeting or something. I lost my temper as a young man and I killed a guy. In a, in a controversy, a bar fight or something like that, I can bear my soul and talk about what a terrible mistake it was and, and what I've learned and how I'm moving beyond it and the rest of it. And I'll bet I could find some forgiveness or some, some redemption there. But if I killed, you know, 11 people one at a time, yeah. I mean, the, the, the behavior of all of those publications and Nunes and Feinstein and their staffers and the rest of it, it was long-term, repeated, deliberate activity of that sort. I don't think, I think they don't think there's any redemption. They went too far. They did too much. I think they think it was justifiable because Trump was so bad and we won't do it again. We'll have the balls to admit that then. Yeah, I mean, if you're so 
convinced of your own rightness that you're willing to do what you did, including what we've been talking about, if the times were so dire that you were justified in doing all that, then say so. Cowards. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. We are Armstrong and Getty, and this is the best weekend talk show in America. Grab our podcast. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.